Chant it out. Chant it out. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling stories from the LAFC community match by match, fan by fan, story by story. As always, I am Jonathan Reimer, joined this evening by an all-star lineup of Christopher Sines and Christian Aparicio. Gentlemen, good evening. Welcome. Nice to join you. I hope, I I mean, I wish it would have been three points, but at least they're not further ahead of us, I guess is the way I'm going to look at it for tonight. Um, I will tell myself before I go to sleep. But yeah, nice to see you guys. That I am happy about. I'm being able to join at the top of the hour before the show. I was popping in late. My bad. Hey, it's all good. But uh, yeah, I mean, to to your point, Christian, right? You're get diving right into the meat of the of the issue. You know, we move laterally with them. We didn't gain any ground. We didn't lose any ground. So it's uh. Not the result we necessarily wanted, but it's definitely better better than a result of them getting three points clear of us and us having no points on the takeaway. That's out of the bag. We are recording the evening after the nil-nil draw between St. Louis and LAFC that has finished mere moments before this podcast, uh, which is, you know, I mean, it's one of those games that I think, Chris, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's not. It's not as though our hopes were dashed. We're not despondent about the season right now. There's still a glimmer of a hope that we could come back in the West. We're six points back, but we do have a game in hand. So they have four to play. We have five to play. So if we win our game in hand, we're sitting three points back. Doable in four games. Not an ideal place to be within, but but doable. Certainly would have been much better to take the win today. However, again, a loss today and it's it's all over. Right. But a win today, a win today. And that hope was that hope was strong. So how are we feeling about the West before we dive into this game or any of that right now? How are we feeling about that? That CCC spot that's on the line for the West. I I think that, you know, we know that in order for us to get that first place spot in the West, it was definitely going to be an uphill battle. Uh, And there's still this hope things have to fall our way. Some some people are going to have to play St. Louis tough and uh, St. Louis is uh, going to have to sacrifice a couple of points along the way. And we're going to have to do our job and, and get the ball in the back of the net. Um, you know, it, it, I'm not going to sit here like for any of you that had listened to the last episode, I had said as long as LAFC plays well, you know, the result I'm not as disappointed about. And I felt like for the most part, you know, you're playing a tough opponent. You're playing them hard. You're playing them well. Midweek match in St. Louis and that stadium does have uh, a, an early reputation of being a place where it it, it comes with a bit of an atmosphere. Um, so when you look at the takeaways, there's a lot of positive takeaways. I'm glad that LAC showed up. They played well. And, you know, but... Uh, if you don't put any goals in the back of the net, you're gonna never gonna win any games. So you know, I think that that has to be addressed. Yeah, I I mean, I think I think Mario G needs longer cleats. The guy was all over the place, um, and I don't think he's a starter. I think Kike's kind of taking that from him. That's what that was my one of my takeaways. If if Carlos Vela is healthy or rested, I don't think Mario G is gonna get a lot of starts. But the run ins gonna be so busy that he's gonna play. Um, St. Louis is, is a good team. It's a tough team, but I'm not impressed. I don't think they're a number one seed, but they've won enough games to be there. So good for them. 
Um, I think LAFC did play well. They just weren't uh, able to execute and score. So um, I think Mario G has the number nine, but hasn't proven to be the number nine right now. And I just can't wait till Kika scores because that shot he took, there was no doubt in his mind. He took he took the move and he shot it, and I, I was so impressed by that. And uh, his drive, his speed, um, he is almost like a younger version of Wonga. I feel you should just wait till he gets a little stronger and understands the league a little bit faster. Um, but over, overall, I'm not unhappy with the performance. I'm happy there was drive, there was um, enthusiasm, there was a will to win. It just couldn't execute. All right, so you both didn't answer my question. <laughs> I asked you how you felt about LAFC in the West and our chance to win the West, and that we'd talk about the oh, game in a second. Outside, you outside, go, outside. You both chance, dove dude. into the game. You both outside dove into the You so know let's what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about the game. No, hold on. Before we get crazy here, I had said that I don't think that our hopes were dashed. I think that, you know, we still have an up road, uphill battle and that we still have to, we're still going to have to fight for it and things are going to have to happen. St. Louis is going to have to take, not get three points in every match and some things are going to have to fall our way. Ultimately, we have to put goals in the back of the net if we expect to get any points. I think, I think it's a, like a 45% chance we get first place to answer your question specifically. Uh, because St. Louis has, I think, Vancouver, Seattle, and KC, who and KC's trying to get in. So all these all these matches are tough. And then Vancouver and Seattle have an outside chance themselves to get first place. So it was a an opportunity lost in order to make up these points with that game in hand to get three points closer. And and then kind of keep those two other uh, teams I, I mentioned at bay for another match day. Um so I I think it's gonna be tough. Seattle's gonna be hard. And they're going to have a pretty good run in, I think. And Vancouver, I think, has the most possible games, if I'm uh, most possible points at the end of the at the end of the um, season, if they win out. So they have an outside chance themselves. So 45 percent is where I'm putting it on right now. Well, even outside of those things, those teams are also going to be trying to fight for a home field uh, home field advantage in the first round of playoffs where you have to play the best of three. So you know that those teams, even if they don't end up getting that first place spot in the West, they're still going to be fighting for, they have a, a purpose to fight for, for better seating in the playoff structure. All right. So let's get into the game itself. LAFC, 14 shots, only managed to get two of those on target. I, I think that is the overwhelming outlying stat that that stands out in this game. Defense did a particularly good job. I held them to just four shots on target. None of them were particularly potent. Crapo did a great job in goal. Did good. It came off his line a few times. I thought handled his defensive responsibilities really well. I, I thought the distribution from him would be a little better, especially on the long balls. There were a lot of turnovers, uh, you know, from keeper into the air tonight. And I was kind of expecting to see a little bit less of that. A few long balls from him that found somebody. He had he had maybe two throughout the game that that I was able to count. But I, I think just the the telling piece on the night is the fact that we took 14 shots and only managed to get two of those on net. And and one of those is an overhead bicycle from Killini, right? So really only one shot from our offense. And I have to agree with you, Christian. Mario, frustrating night from him. It, it just seems like when he's wide open, he misses. He, he misses passes that look 
obvious. He he dummies a ball when there's no one behind him and it goes to nobody. It just, you know, he slipped and fell on top of the ball during an opportunity tonight in the box. It, it just, it's a calamity of errors in every game. And it just seems like every time he's on the ball, the exact wrong thing happens. And if we start seeing a couple positive things from him, I, you know, I'd be happy to change my tune and get on the Mario Kart, so to speak. But uh, right now, man, he uh, he slipped on a banana peel. It was not great. It was not great to see. Yeah, no, he had a Bowser night for sure. Um, I, 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 and I think you kind of alluded to this, but it, he had a he had a free header, like in the at the top of the you know penalty spot, and. I just don't understand what happened. Like he he was up with no one challenging him, with you know the entire goal. Almost he was in the middle of the goal. He just had to pick a side and put it on that, and that was super frustrating. But yeah, I I mean he got an assist last game, so it's not that he hasn't contributed. He scored earlier, but it just he doesn't seem convincing. He doesn't seem threatening. He doesn't seem confident, and we needed him to score in a game like this to kind of. Think turn the tide in terms of the belief from the fan, and also turn the tide in his own belief and his own confidence. Because right now, I think there is a little bit of a question mark before he does things that you don't see from Buanga or from Kike or from even Vela. Um, so, um, if we're gonna have a player that's a playmaker in the middle, might as well play Vela there and have Kike on the on the right. And then I think you have, you know, an experienced playmaker and two threatening in and behind playmakers, uh, strikers that can cause them to manage and score. I'm just waiting for Kiki to score. I just think it's going to be a floodgate from him, to be honest with you, from what, from what I've seen the last two matches. I, Kike looks a little green to me. I, I mean, it looks like there's some raw talent there, but it, it's not manifesting itself in a complete player yet. There are just some times where he still looks a little frantic. He just doesn't look like he's calm and collected in the moment. And the decision-making, you know... I mean, three or four opportunities, he'll have one good look out of it, but he'll bumble two or three opportunities as well to kind of break up possession a few times tonight. Um, and hats off to their defense. Their defense did a great job. Their press was really effective. They forced a lot of turnovers in midfield. I thought our midfield pay, played particularly well throughout the game. I liked LAFC's physicality. I feel they stepped up in that respect, um, but managed to to stay out of the book. I think cards were even at two to two. So, I mean, there were a lot of positives to take away from the defense in the midfield in this game. I, I thought there was some good progression, some good shuttling of the ball at times as well, too. We had some really lively-looking counterattacks. It just, once again, we're the Bond villain henchmen, right? Shooting like stormtroopers out there. We couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And it, the chances are piling up over the course of these games for the likes of the Gonzalez's and the Oliveras and the Bogushes and the Bukes of the world to be getting their looks. You know, and it's just it's just not happening. Just every shot seems to be off at the moment. And I'm not sure what the solution is and if we'll figure it out, but still have time. Five games left to go. Even outside of the goal, the the lack of goals, though, you know, I think that there was there's been a lot of recent games where LAFC just looks significantly underperforming. Um, they look like they were not underperforming in the like we were getting shots on we were getting shots right like getting those opportunities we had breakaways there was a lot of opportunities uh that that you saw you know those moments where you're you're getting amped up and you're waiting you're anticipating and and that just those lead to goals 
you know, so if LAFC can just continue to put the foot to the pedal and just, just continue to press the way that they have been, I think that eventually it's going to work in our favor. I just, you know, I, so I'm, I'm definitely happier about the way the team played today versus other times when we walk away from games and we're like, man, we look terrible. We look so flat. We look so uh, lackadaisical, unemotional, um, you know, so that I want to see more of this than, than the alternative. Yeah, I would agree. The, the actions were good. It, it's just the results. It's just that final piece of execution. That's just not there. And, and right now we're still kind of a one trick pony. I mean, 99% of our offense is going up the left through Buanga. And, and that's hard when you don't have a target forward up there for him to get the ball to, right? If you, I mean, if you look at the heat map for Mario tonight, it's closer to the halfway line than it is to the box, right? I, I mean, Oliveira is five, six yards in front of him as far as his heat map tonight. So, I mean, it was basically Buanga and Oliveira going back and forth, but that begs the question, like, why isn't Gonzalez up front? Like, why isn't he doing the nine responsibility stuff? Why is he dropping back and doing 10 false nine things? That, that just doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense given what we've seen from his skill set. Now, look, he did have the assist uh, versus the Galaxy. So, you know, I, I will take that. I mean, that was a pretty, wasn't the most dynamic of assists. But, you know, look, he still put it on a plate. But I, I just, it, it frustrates me that we can't seem to play the ball through the middle or up the right side. Um, and, and it's just everything goes to Bowanga and he's running down to a corner. But then, I, I mean, there were multiple times tonight, no one even comes into the middle of the box. There'll be a couple guys at the back, which is great. I mean, at least there's an option for a cross to go somewhere. But no one makes a, a mid-net or a near-post run anytime Bowanga has the ball. And I just... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to constantly have him coming down all the way down just to fire a really long cross to the complete back post. That's got a really good likelihood of getting picked off by a center back or, or the keeper. And if it does make it through, I mean, you're talking Kike Oliveira and Mario Gonzalez on the back end who are not massive aerial threats like a target forward. It just the whole thing fundamentally doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me what we're doing offensively. So maybe Christian, maybe you can explain to me what I'm missing here, but it just doesn't seem like the ideas are going to be all that effective. I think Mario played like a false nine number 10 on purpose today. I think that was part of the tactic. Um, but I do agree with you that there were no hard runs after he distributed the ball, right? To, to one of the two wingers to finish the playoff. And I don't know why that is from him. Um, and then he's just not confident when he has a ball that deep. Like I said, Earlier, he was slipping or he was having miss, miss touches and not turning quickly enough or not distributing it to back to a midfielder or one of the wingers quickly enough where it was dangerous. It was more like he was slowing things down. So, you know, Vela is not as fast anymore, but his his brain is fast. So when he's in, even if he's playing at false line or at number 10, he he's letting go of that ball pretty quickly. But there's that dangerous opportunity and slowing it down when it has to be slowed down to kind of let everyone, everyone catch up. I think... I think uh, Mario G is not there yet. He's not understanding our team's movements, and it's kind of slowing our offense down, especially with the two wingers he started with today. Um, so I agree with you that the heat map Kike has is further ahead, but I think that was by design. I think 
I think Steve Trundle was betting on having both him and Denny going behind and get breakaways and try to score today um, from our counter-pressing and our forcing of their turnovers. It's just we didn't execute. We didn't execute. There was a couple times, but Denny had it on the left, and he could have shot it, you know, across the face of goal, but he went for first post, and I don't know if that's exhaustion or he's trying to, you know, overthink it. So I don't know. And I think the spacing was off a little bit too. Sometimes Kike was on the same side as Denny. And I was just confused by that. Um, so I just think we have two new guys that are still getting their feet under them and not executing and not scoring. And that's their job. We can continue to dissect this, but at the end of the day, the match is over and we got to look forward. Right. So, you know, we got Philadelphia coming up this upcoming weekend, you know, player rotation, uh, starting 11, you know, and you look at Philadelphia, they they tied 2-2 to Charlotte and actually their second goal came in the extra time in the stoppage time I'm sorry in the stoppage time of the second half on a on a PK right so they were pretty much going to lose until the 97th minute um so how are you guys feeling about Philadelphia and you know the rotation that we had today Vela coming in off the bench Chiellini going the full 90 uh, you know, what What are you guys thinking? And then, again, lo- looking forward to next Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's a winnable game. Um, I I would have liked Bogus starting today, but he didn't. So I, th- I presume he's going to start that game. And I think he's more threatening. I don't know if Mario G is going to start if Vela was rested. So if it's him, Vela, uh, I should say, Kike and Buanga up top, I think we're more threatening, and we know how Philadelphia plays. It's kind of more of that run and gun, four four two diamond. Um, so I think the wingers are going to have a little bit more space to come and collect and, and drive the ball because they are so narrow. And I think defensively we're pretty solid. At least I liked what we did today. Although I don't know if Chiellini is going to start. So if it's Long and Murillo. It's going to be an interesting partnership because they haven't played together in months. So I'm a little concerned about that. So we'll see. But given what who they played today and what the scoreline and how they barely pulled it off, I feel confident. But they will be up for this game. I think anytime they play us, they are trying to enact revenge because of that MLS Cup result. I wonder if they sat you know, sat some of their players, you know, in anticipation of thinking that they were going to have an easier opponent midweek in Charlotte and that they were hoping to have a better starting 11 for this upcoming weekend. You know, looking at their lineup, Bedoya, Gazdag, Lesnes, Lowe, Mbazio, Wagner, Blake. I mean, it looks like they had a, a lot of their starters in for this one. So, interesting i mean it it it, it might have just been you know a conference thing in, in that they were going against a team in their own conference so i mean those are kind of a little bit more important matches i suppose uh, at the end of the day than this upcoming game versus lefc i, I think we've, we've seen this from chirundolo so often though if someone gets subbed in at the 60 or 70th minute the, they're likely starting the next game we've seen that trend so zobel is starting i would imagine bogush is starting uh is gonna play every game i think Oliveira has earned himself the start up top as well too uh, i think it, it'll be acosta Ilie bogus in, in the midfield 
you get Palacios back. Although Palencia did a fantastic job today. I thought he was he was great today. He had a killer game. Kalini was phenomenal today, but that's two games in a row. He's gone 90. So I, I would imagine he comes out. Long probably comes back in after sitting Mario. So I think it is Long Mario. I, I think that makes the most sense. Uh, and then probably, probably uh, the pairing of uh, either, well, I, I would say you keep hauling set in. Seems like they really like what he brings to the attack. And he made a few of those runs today where he came up and cut across the front of the top of the box, like the goal he, goal he scored uh, last week. So you can see they've, they've kind of, you know, uh, figured out that that's something that works. So I think they're going to keep going back to that. And, and Kripo, it's like, I think it's Kripo's job now. Um, I, he performed admirably today. He didn't really get tested a whole lot. I, I think he only faced a four shots today, right? So, uh, but four saves, good job. Uh, clean sheet. I mean, that's 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 great to get his first clean sheet in the books. Uh, I would much rather it have been in a win. But I thought Cropo looked really good today, aside from you know those couple moments in distribution we talked about earlier. You guys have any objections to my lineup versus Philadelphia? Nope. Um, I will say we missed Palacios today, even though Sergi did a good job. But Palacios would have been a better distributor on and better attacker. I think we he may have been the difference to have the the correct overload and giving Buanga some spacing. I predict a two one win. By the way, I know you, you, I don't know if you're going to ask that, but took, took the words right out of my mouth, BJ. Yeah. Two one. Chris, win. your predictions. Uh, I think that I think that LAFC is going to walk away with the win. I think that it'll be a little bit more of a higher scoring affair. I think that it could be like a four three. Floodgates have been opened. Wow, Chris going four three. I'll I'll, I'll pick the difference. I'll go three two. LAFC. I, I I do think this has definitely got all the markings of a trap game. I mean, it's hard to call it a trap game because Philadelphia is really really good team, right? So it's not like stumbling into a trap, but going away into the house of the team that you've sent packing multiple times now, especially in the dramatic fashion in which, you know, we knock them out in the finals. They've got a lot to prove against us. And and we kind of, you know, I mean, aside from desperately needing the three points in the standings, we don't really have the emotional investment versus them. In fact, I'm sure a lot of players on our team feel really bad for them having beaten them and celebrated them. And I'm, I'm sure these guys all know what the, the miseries of defeat feel like. And so I'm sure there's that little tinge of guilt uh, for celebrating and, and beating them the way we did. So, you know, I mean, you wonder uh, that gives them an emotional edge. They're in front of their home crowd. You know, their crowd's going to be up for this one. I would not be surprised to see a TIFO pack supporters section. Who knows what's coming from sons of Ben and, and all that over there. So I have a feeling it's going to be a lively match, much like this one versus St. Louis. It's going to have a playoff atmosphere. Um, but uh, once again, I you know I don't think a draw kills us in, in this case, um, depending on what St. Louis does in their next match. But uh, if we could manage a draw to this game, I think I'd be okay with that. Maybe happier with the draw versus Philadelphia than I am with this draw versus St. Louis. I might even go so far. You agree? I do. I would have traded a draw against philly for a win in st louis for sure yes yeah. but I, I would still take you know if we walk away from with four points from these two games i'm gonna be happy with that too yeah yeah uh I, you know two points less satisfactory but still you know i think still has us in a decent enough spot with four games left six points to make up depending on what happens to st louis if we tie and st louis wins and it's then it's pretty much over though so We've got to really hope that St. Louis kind of stumbles a little bit going out here 
Um, I haven't had too much of a chance to look at their schedule. They've got Minnesota next. So you would which have to Minnesota's, give... Which Minnesota is playing the Galaxy currently as we speak, and it's tied 1-1. After that, they've got Kansas City, who is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. After that, they've got Vancouver. And then on Decision Day... Oh, I guess that is Vancouver Decision Day. They have Seattle, no? I thought so as well, too. They have Seattle on the 21st of October. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. There's a whole bunch of international games I had to scroll past to get to it. Yes. 21st, Seattle. So, uh, can the Whitecaps, Kansas City, Seattle, gosh, that's... It's not asking for the best teams for help there. Well, Seattle's but, uh, I mean, up there. Van- I think Vancouver, maybe not so much. But I think Minnesota and, and Sporting, Kansas City, both are on the bubble, like right around the line. So I think they're going to get the best game possible out of them, too. So I think I mean, are... Vancouver in fifth place in the West right now, just just sitting right behind um, Houston. Not not a terrible team. I mean, capable. Let's hope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think a draw today, certainly there's a glimmer of hope. But I mean, winning the West is going to be a challenge if we don't start picking up three points from every game. Uh, and that's really what's got to happen, because I don't see St. Louis dropping a lot of points in those games. There might be a few ties in there, but they're playing for their first ever spot at a CCC in a franchise history as well, too. They're going to be getting up for these games as well. It's got to be three points over one and, and making it up two points at a time. Uh, and having that happen three times in our final five games, I guess, is is really what needs to happen. So, right. Oof, oof, not over yet, though. Uh, but I think we've proven that we can go into that stadium and perform well. So if we end up having two in a Western Conference Finals or some earlier form of the playoffs, make our way out to St. Louis. I think we've shown that uh, that's a place we can show up and play well on. Looks like it is a nice pitch, good grass pitch. Looks like it's got solid vibes around the place. I mean, I think we saw a pretty clean game as far as that's concerned. Um, so better than going on the road to some of these places that have terrible, terrible pitches like a a Seattle or a Vancouver Portland. or something like that. Or Portland. Portland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. The greenest place in the country has a worse field. <laughs> Baffling. Baffling. I guess it's because the stadium's next to a river or something. I don't know. Figure it out, people. All right. I mean, after the injuries we've seen on turf and as big a conversation as that's become in the NFL, the fact that Messi's not playing on turf, like you just, I thought it would, the conversation would have moved a little further by now. It seems like the same soapbox idiots like myself grumbling in corners of the interwebs are still the only ones really talking about this seriously outside of, you know, some of the traction that happened in the NFL based on the results of week one. But Love to see it happen. Real grass across the league. I think that would be a massive and monumentous thing for the sport. Boys, anything else for the show today as we look ahead to Philadelphia? Looking forward to the win. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see us get back to winning ways for on a consistent basis. And I just really hope that we get it, get it all right and, and ready to go for the playoffs, regardless of what seed we are. You know, it's it's going to be a tough competition like it is most years. But um, when you're not firing on all cylinders, you're just sitting here waiting for your team to show up. 
Well, hopefully uh, we get those those shots dialed in because right now we are wildly off target. So it would like be nice to just see one of those games where, you know, we pepper a few goals in or at least look a little bit more lethal in attack. Once again, take that step forward. You know, I thought I thought the midfield and the defense looked really good in this game. That's a step forward. I have to applaud them for that. Um, just just need that offense to click just a little bit, uh, especially versus a team like Philadelphia that, you know, they've got firepower. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps us up for today's episode. Uh, on behalf of myself, my co-hosts, Chris and Christian, sound engineer Wilton, we'd like to thank you all for listening to the episode today. Please give us a follow at LAFCS2S on all your social media platforms. Send us a, a rate and review would be most appreciated. And if you yourself ever want to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us via social media. We'd love to get you in and hear your thoughts on the black and gold. But with that, take us home, Sticks. They won't need to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that.